Hey, Luke, do you want to hear a joke? Sure. A panda walks into a burger joint, orders a burger, pulls out a gun, and shoots the waiter and leaves. The waiter looks up and says, What the hell is wrong with you? And the panda says, I read that pandas eat shoots and leaves. <laughs> this week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, TV of the Week, the CIA heart attack gun, movies of the week, and another digital review of Solo, a Star Wars story. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen uh, from uh, Hotway and um, United States of America. Hello, United States of America, represented by Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. You sound super out of it, Fro. I, I live in Hotway. It's okay. not Norway anymore. It's hot way. Because, because it's, it's ridiculous too there, right? Dark. Yeah. Warm. 27 degrees Celsius. You should know better to complain about the weather on the internet, though, because you're just going to have people go, oh, but yeah, I live in Australia and I'm right next to the equator and snakes are going <laughs> to murder me and it's billion degrees. That's what you're going to get from people. So. Yeah. But, but I don't mind it because I have a fan on. But the problem is that when we recorded this podcast, I can't have the fan on, so it gets hotter. Welcome to my life doing this podcast during the summers, usually. So that's usually <laughs> in, in my my position. Like Fro will hear me turning the fan on in between when we're like pausing the podcast to like whatever, get a drink of water, or whatever we do to pause. Uh, I'll always yeah. turn my fan on and froze always, and now it's kind of reversed. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But How still. was your week, Fro? Uh, my week has been kind of weird. Uh, it's been busy, but also a little boring. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've kind yeah. of been the same way. I don't know. Weather's been really nice, but uh, nothing too. Cr- I woke up this morning. To get, you know, went into my refrigerator to get a glass of milk, and there was a giant spider that had made a web right in the doorway of, like, I opened the door of my refrigerator, a giant spider inside of my refrigerator. I was, it, not mm. a good thing to wake up to in the morning. 
Well, you would probably hear it from where you live if, if I w- uh, open my refrigerator and saw a spider. <laughs> I don't know how it got in there. It must have crawled in there when I was, like, I don't know, cooking or, you know, like, I, I was cooking and I had the refrigerator open and it crawled in there and I closed the door on it. Like, how the hell did it get in there was my first question, but, hmm, I don't know. I am so fucking scared of spiders. I... I, I... I think we talked about this on other podcasts, but but my fear of spiders is ludicrous. Like, I I I see a spider and I I I really like scream like a girl. I go around like, ah, take the spider away! Take the spider away! <laughs> I can't imagine there are any like dangerous spiders in Norway, though, right? No, I don't. I don't trust people that says, oh, it's no not any venomous. Spiders in Norway. Right. How do you know? Have you met every single fucking spider in Norway? <laughs> I think that's just. I'm, I'm guessing it's because of the climate, but I don't know. I'm guessing there probably there aren't any here where I live. Well, that's not true. There are a couple. I'm lying. Do you see? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that, like two or three num- here. It's not as bad as some places. I mean, but still. like that's that's my number one reason for not going to fucking Australia is spiders. Well, everything there basically kills you, but I'm not, I don't have a huge fear of spiders. Like, I don't mind house spiders and this and that. Like, I get a little nervous. I've had, you know, tarantulas on my, ar- like, hands. Oh, friends who've nope. had those. Mm. Uh, and it's not, like, it's not like an enjoyable experience like petting a kitten. Mm. You know what I mean? But I, I, I'm not, I, it, in that way, I don't see why you would enjoy having that as a pet. But in the... I guess in a weird, creepy way, it's kind of interesting, but I wasn't afraid to, like, have it on me, but, yeah, still. Some people yeah. have a bigger fear of spiders. I, I'm i not as afraid. You have uh, a fear of something stupid? I'm afraid I was just trying to think I'll... of that. I, I think heights. Yeah. I'm kind of afraid of heights, oh. but only when it's, like, a really big height. Like, I'm not afraid oh. of, like, climbing a tree, but if I'm standing on oh. on the edge of, like, a giant waterfall... Then I might right. be, like, yeah. I'm afraid of the changing light bulbs in my apartment. That's how afraid of heights I am. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And also I have a claustrophobia. <laughs> so, I, I think that's... I, don't, I, I, yeah. I had claustrophobia feeling one time when I went in, like, cave, like, climbing in underground caves. I, like, we got into this one part where it, like, got really skinny, and I was like, nope, not happening, and I just turned around, and I was out of there. Yeah, I got claustrophobia after I got stuck in the pyramid in, 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 in Egypt. Ah, that would do it, yeah. yeah. Same kind of uh, scenario, right? But I was on the top of the fucking pyramid, so it was, like, like half an hour of getting me uh, out of that pyramid. I think my ex-wife was... I've I never seen her so happy in my entire life after divorcing me, or getting me out of that uh, fucking uh, pyramid. Right. Pyramid. Yeah. She was scared as fuck, and I I I I I still I still to this day have problem with it. Like if I go to like if I um. Uh, one of the strangest things that happened was that I, I I never been scared of flying before, but after that uh, it's this uh, it's not 
the flight itself that scares me. It's the circulating of air that irritates me in the airplane. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Weird. I would think that so it, the, because of that, it might be like because you're stuck in a giant metal tube, you know, thirty thousand yes. feet in the air. That would yeah. prob- probably add yeah. to it. I I I yeah. I, I, I don't. I had a problem with flying uh, recently, but not when I was younger as well. So that's weird. I don't know mm. where, where mine came from, but I think it's more that I don't like being around a bunch of people is really what it is. Stuck mm-hmm. in, a, in a little space with a whole bunch of people, I'm like, ugh, not having it. Not having fun when I'm in that situation. Speaking of not having so, fun, did you see yeah, what happened with YouTube I, this week? Uh, sorry? The YouTube thing, the sub subscription box... Oh, yes, I, I saw that. Yes. Remember when I was talking on this show about my subscription box and how it was all fucking up and, like, yeah. you, I was yeah. like, has anybody else had this happen? And I, I couldn't really find any other, only a few people, I guess, maybe they were testing the shit out on me because now they're trying to kind of <laughs> revamp it. How it went wild, yeah. Right, exactly. Well, I've been on YouTube for a long, like, really long time. I, I would have to go and see how long my account's been active, but... You know, the early 2000s, so uh, a long time for how long YouTube's been around. And uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if I was somebody they would test it out on because I've been around for so long, and I do use it quite often, and they pro- they know that. Uh, but I just I found it weird that I had mentioned that on the show, and then this week it comes out in all these different news places that uh, they're, they're, they want to fuck with the subscription box, which is basically the last safe place for you to... F- easily find your specific content on YouTube. Uh, and if they mess with that, I'm going to be pissed. Talking about having a bad week, uh, Rosanna has had a better bit of a uproar this week. Uh, Rosanne Bart tweeted some fucking racist tweets. Uh, about, uh, who was it? It says here, uh, Muslim Brotherhood plus Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ, which is Valerie Jarrett, who is a former advisor to Barack Obama, who I had never heard of or ever seen in my entire life until this week. No. (laughs) And, uh... She 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 was like okay, she got a little like backflap for it, but she she kind of she didn't delete her tweets right away, and I think that's that's one of the problems we have here because she she kind of tried to what do you mean uh, stand behind her tweets. She apologized like right away, pretty much. She said uh, she said I apologize to Valley Jarrett and to all Americans, and I. I'm sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and looks. Uh, I should have mm. known better. Be- I should have known better. Yeah. Forgive my bad or my joke was in bad taste. First of all, that's yeah. not a joke because there's no punchline or setup. Uh, number two, uh, bad taste. It, it it's not in bad taste. It's just racist. <laughs> like I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. There's no confusing that here. But that was her attempt. What you were talking about to kind of uh, apologize for it was what I just said there. And then what happened, Fro? Uh, <laughs> and then she goes and blames it on her medication. Nope, you're skipping a huge part. Because <laughs> oh. that happened today. 
<coughs> oh, sorry. I've and got a bit of a gets... cough today. Um, yes. ABC canceled Roseanne after a racially charged yes. tweet about Valerie Jarrett Monday morning. Uh, ABC statement Tuesday uh, said uh, this is incredibly difficult. Uh, no, that's Sarah Gilbert. Where is it? Oh, Roseanne, Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we have decided to cancel her show. Uh, ABC Entertainment President Channing Dungy said in a statement on Tuesday, uh, this is one of the real reasons this is huge news, besides it being really racist and that it this current climate we're in with Trump and everything, it also that this is the highest rated uh, show, um, scripted show on ABC. So for them to mm-hmm. cancel their highest rated show is pretty huge. Um, a lot of people praising ABC saying, oh, they stand up for these values. And I'm like, no, they stand up for their PR. They don't want bad PR is what it is. Like, they don't really give a shit about these tweets. They just care about their bottom line. Uh, so I'm not going to give them the ABC credit in that way. It, I mean, this is, they hired her in the first place. They knew she had, uh, some of these kinds of beliefs when they hired her. So, yes. Uh, but still. But yeah, uh, then, uh, then, then, uh, uh, Roseanne said, like, I'm not a racist, I'm just an idiot that makes bad jokes. And she said, like, uh, I, I used, uh, something called Ambien. So I was out of, uh, on Ambien. So the makers of Ambient came out with a tweet, and they said, uh, in in their tweet, they said, uh, uh, while all paramedical treatments have side effects, racism is not known for any side effect of any of medication. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've... There was a huge thing about Ambien, like, a number of years ago, about how people were sleepwalking uh, on Ambien uh, and, like, hurting themselves sleepwalking and things like that. So uh, that's where she was trying to, like, make an excuse is that this drug that is no- already known for causing people to do things in their sleep, she was saying, oh, I, I did it in my sleep. And they're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, but that doesn't make you any less racist. You know what I mean? Like, if you're really drunk, you know, and you're with some friends and you say a bunch of racist shit, and then the next day you go, oh, yeah, I was drunk. That doesn't make you not racist. It's still coming out of your head that, like, you know what I mean? Um, And then today, Trump came out with a tweet. Bob Iger of ABC called uh, Valerie Jarrett to let her know that ABC does not tolerate the comments like, ABC does not call, tolerate comments like those made by Roseanne Barr. And he says, gee, never called President Donald J. Trump to apologize for the horrible statements made and said about me on ABC. Maybe I just didn't get the call. Obviously being very facetious. Uh, and calling himself Donald J. Trump in the third person. But I guess that's not really out of character for him. <laughs> But he also but calls himself me. He says Donald Day Trump to apologize for horror. And then he says about me on ABC. So he calls himself me and in the third person in the same sentence. That's just horrible <laughs> sentence structure is what it is. 
Um, Fantastic grammar. But, uh, I mean, the right is defending this, calling it an attack on free speech. Uh, I'm not Uh, seeing that. No. We like to see both things from, like, from both both sides. And I, I think we are kind of natural, but this is just out there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of ABC. They could, uh, they, um, they are going to lose millions and millions of dollars because of this. They're not worried about it. I, they I know, would have lost so much more if they would have kept her around in lawsuits and bad press and bad PR. That's what I was saying earlier. They don't really give a crap about what she said. Mm. All they care about is their bottom line and bad PR. Uh, so, I mean, t- I, I know I've heard a lot of that on the news. People praising ABC. Oh, the amazing ABC. They're so great for coming forward and taking her down. And it's like... No, they just didn't want bad press. It's like it's, they're not really that saintly. Okay, everybody, don't like go out and start praying no, the ABC. I, I, I don't think they they are are, are saintly. I'm just saying that uh, at this time, I'm not just pointing out you. Sorry, Fro, if I was making uh, it sound like that. I've heard that on the news for the last two days, and it's kind of annoyed me. So I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't think they are saintly. I just think it was a good move. Oh, sure, anybody would have made this move. I mean, this is the same move that WWE yeah. made when they found out about Hulk Hogan. I mean, it's the yeah. you know, it's the correct PR move for a company. That doesn't make yeah. them so great and amazing and oh. praiseworthy, in my opinion. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, uh, I think the next you... place to go is probably Trump blocked uh, Twitter. Because I'm just talking about the Twitter thing with Roseanne and everything. Uh, I guess one thing we didn't mention about the whole Roseanne thing is this means all the people who are working on the show, all the uh, writers, the, you know, um, the gaffer, the lighting guy, you know, the the coffee bitch, they are all out of a job because of this one lady's stupid tweet, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Plus that, I mean, that was a good show. We enjoyed that show. As much oh, as yeah. she is a bad person, the show actually was a good show. Oh yeah, yeah, I I I enjoyed it, but uh, it doesn't mean that. Uh, um, I'm I'm a little like, would I still uh, watch the show if they let her go on acting like that? And by the way, she has been offered a job with. Uh, uh, Trump supporter number one. Uh, oh, the news channel with that guy. Oh my gosh, um, I have no idea. You gotta Infowars. Me... Okay, Infowars. there you go. Yes. I was like, you gotta give me a little more to like bite into Infowars. there. Infowars. <laughs> I mean, that, I, that is a good question. Like, mm, could they continue the show? At, fire Roseanne and then continue the show Roseanne without having Roseanne on the show Roseanne. I don't think that's a... Uh, Could you name it something else and have it be a... Dan! Dan! We call it Dan. Call it Dan and... Okay. okay. And just have it... Have him him be the main character and like just act like she died... Act like she died of a heart attack. She died. Like at the end of the original series. Yes! 
I mean, they that did it at the beginning of this perfect. series. They brought him back. They could just do the reverse. Yeah. Oh, I'll start it. Let's start a conspiracy theory about this. Uh, okay. Let's start a conspiracy theory that Roseanne is actually just working with uh, ABC and the government to uh, to uh, make herself look bad, to try to uh, make Trump look bad, to make ABC look bad, to make Disney look bad. That That's my conspiracy. <gasps> Yes. But yeah, uh, what about Trump uh, that can't block users on Twitter? Uh, right, this happened this last week. President Donald Trump uh, can't block users on uh, Twitter for political views. They have expressed a federal judge in Manhattan ruled Wednesday uh, blocking users from his Twitter account uh, is unconstitutional and a violation of the First Amendment, uh, Judge Naomi Butchwald wrote in her ruling. Uh, she says, We must recognize and are sensitive to the president's personal First Amendment rights. He cannot exercise those rights in a way that infringe the corresponding First Amendment rights of those who have criticized him. Uh, the government has argued that blocked individuals could still access the president's tweet, and the judge agreed but said the impact of preventing them from interacting directly with Trump... Uh, represents a real, albeit narrow, slice of uh, speech. So she's saying, mm. you're not letting them uh, have their First Amendment right to speak out again against the president in a public forum because you you've blocked him on the uh, you uh, he's blocked them on this public platform. Mm. That's what they're saying. I kind of like this. I, I, I like this because of the freedom of speech. And also I like it because then he actually has to watch people being against him because he needs that. Right. I mean, the, the thing about... I mean, as... I, I got off of Twitter a while ago. Like, I, I was on Twitter for like a year and a half and realized what a cesspool of garbage people it is. Um mm. And got off, but I mean, the way it works is you can block people and then you can mute people. Uh, and if you mute people, which I'm thinking he can probably still do, uh, he wouldn't be able to see them tweet back at him, but they would be able to see his, and everybody else would be able to see the person that he muted respond to his tweets, but he wouldn't see it. Does that make sense? Right. So, right, right. in that sense, when you're what what you were saying, like you want him to be able to see what people think. If he mutes them, he's still going to just be able to go around that. But at least the other people that are also looking at that uh, specific tweet or whatever can see uh, whoever um, he muted's uh, point of view. And that's the whole thing here is the freedom of speech, to be able to give your point of view of what the president of the United States is saying. That's an important thing in a democracy for sure. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, and and not only is it important, I also think uh, supporters of Trump that reads his tweets and 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 follows his hashtags uh, will 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 see, yeah, uh, will will see another opinion. Right. Uh, well, I mean, they're gonna just look at it and dismiss it, or be like, "Oh, stupid libards right. or whatever they say, stupid cucks." Is that what they call them? 
SJWs, all those words Mm -hmm. that they call us. Um, But there is one thing. I mean, the president is one thing, but what about all the other politicians? Should all the other politicians not be able to block people on Twitter? I think that seems reasonable to me. Mm, maybe. I mean, they're all. It's the same scenario. It's a politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a representative or like a senator or something, a representative, and you're not able to make your voice heard on their Twitter, and you're one of their repre- uh, people they're representing, so that seems like the exact same thing as not being able to do it to the president. So I think wow. it should be all over. Uh, everybody in politics should uh this should if we're gonna if we're gonna put him to the standard i think all every politician should be put to the same standard i guess is my point absolutely um if i think of countries that uh, hasn't legalized abortion uh ireland would absolutely not be up there uh, really okay i oh yeah i didn't know this about ireland oh you didn't uh, i mean the there it's because of their insanely catholic history is what it is right yes now so i have this article ireland has voted by a landslide to repeal a near total ban on abortion extraordinary women's for women's rights that seals the country's transformation from uh bastions of religious conservatisms to one of Europe's most tolerant democracies. Right. Uh, nearly two of in three Irish voters opted to repeal the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution, defying opinion polls that suggested the election could come down to the wire. Um, again, polls being wrong. Wow, what a surprise. That hasn't happened recently at, 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 at all. In, <laughs> Like every country, um, never, never. I just don't trust polls anymore. People, they're not real. They're just a bunch of bullshit. Those poll places must be making a ton of money. To just, it's like being, but it's like being a weatherman in somewhere where you never, never get the weather correct. Um, but uh, with a turnout of sixty-four point one percent, that's uh, that's pretty high. It says it drew the highest turnout for a ballot on, on social issues and results show a deep commitment to reform. But really what it comes down to is this was a very... Ireland's been a very Catholic nation in the past. Mm. And so that's where this whole thing came from in their constitution, I'm assuming. Um, and we're coming out of that whole thing. And we this new pope and everything, I guess pr- that probably has a lot to do with it, is my guess. So, uh, let's go to Montana, where uh, this uh, mystery wolf-like animal reportedly shot, uh, and it baffles wildlife officials. Uh, We can see a picture of it. Right. I think it looks like a wolf. Kind of looks like a bear. Like, it doesn't look as much like a wolf as... Like, a wolf has a higher, like, has higher, like, dogs have higher shoulders. See where the, how the shoulders are? Uh, the shoulder blades don't look like a dog. It looks more like a bear. 
to me, I guess. Mm. I don't know. And the fur looks more like a bear than a than a wolf to me as well. But, but it, the mouth. The mouth looks like a wolf or a dog. Like yeah. the mouth and the nose, like the snout, totally yeah. looks like a dog. Um, yeah. But it says here, uh, wildlife officials are pu- puzzled by the carcass of the animal rancher shot and killed on his property near the town of Denton. Uh, the animal came within several hundred yards of several hundred yards of the rancher's livestock, and he shot it, which is re- uh, oh, and reported it, which is required by law. Uh, the the anim- animal did not appear to fit the profile of either a wolf or a domestic dog. Uh, a spokesman said the authorities suspect the animal is a wolf-dog hybrid, but it can't be sure yet. So, like maybe a like a regular dog and a wolf mated and had this, I guess. Uh, like, <clears throat> I guess with it's possible. No, with like a... <laughs> right? Yeah. I, with a bear, And a bear was involved somehow? I don't know how. <laughs> a really horny bear. <laughs> uh, the department yeah, has sent out DNA samples yeah, for testing. Right. Uh, at an Oregon lab. So they're sending it here. Uh, and they will have no idea what it is until the DNA reports come back. Uh, this was tweeted by, I guess this story originally came out and it was tweeted by a guy named Zardulu, who is the same guy who tweeted the infamous pizza rat. You remember that? Yeah. So this is coming from a guy who just, his Twitter is like, he just, uh, focuses on strange animal occurrences, I guess. He loves that things. It seems like. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Senator Robert uh, F. Kennedy, uh, he was, uh, of course, shot many, many years, 50 years ago, I think. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, uh, and uh. now his son is calling for a new investigation. Uh, yeah, he was killed and shot in 1968. So, yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. like, a week away, it'll be exactly... Yeah, exactly that. Siran, uh, Siran, uh, the man convicted for the Kennedy Sirhan, murder. Sirhan, Sirhan. Sirhan, Sirhan? Yeah, it's it's sounds more like it's spelled than you would think, yeah. Oh. Uh... Is serving a life sentence. Last year, Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. met face to uh, face with Zoran, and he says he left uh, that meeting believing that the gunman was falsely accused. He told the Washington Post this weekend, and once he saw the autopsy uh, report, he said, "I don't feel uh, it was something I could dismiss. I was disturbed." that the wrong person might have been convicted of killing my father. Uh, right. So this whole thing is really weird if you go into the research of it. Um, even in court testimony, Sirhan had said that he didn't remember uh, shooting. He didn't remember having the gun. He didn't know where the gun came from. He remembers. He remembered going to uh, the Ambassador Hotel is where it happened. Um mm. But he didn't remember having a gun or and shooting any of the shots. He didn't remember, like he kind of blacked out. I guess that was what was said in court. Uh, but the things that 
um, RFK's son is looking at here is he says uh, there were too many bullets you can't fire 13 shots out of an 8 shot gun so there were 13 shots fired but uh, Sirhan Sirhan's gun only hold eight hold only held 8 bullets that's a pretty mm-hmm. good uh, piece of Argument. evidence that somebody else yeah. was involved um, another thing yep. uh uh they were shot at point blank range from in front. Uh, Sirhan was in front of Kennedy when he was shot, but uh, the bu- some of the bullets came from uh, point blank ba- range from behind Kennedy, uh, showing that some of the shots came from an opposite direction of where Sirhan was firing. So there's some good evidence here that somebody, either somebody else was involved or some shenanigans happened here. I call shenanigans! What is it about the Kennedys getting assassinated and it being, like, crazy conspiracy all behind it? <laughs> Something going on there. Oh, that family is filled with strategies. <laughs> That's there true. was a skiing our, our accent, wasn't it? Right? That, well, that was just kind of idiotic, as far as I remember. Yeah. They were playing football, uh, I think. Was that them, or was that Sonny Bono? That was playing football, uh, like... It was like their thing they did. They would all ski down the slopes and pass the football around. And then he ran into a tree. And it's like, yeah, if you're not paying attention to where you're skiing and you're playing football while you're skiing, there's a good chance you're going to get hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) if you were a security troop on the U.S. nuclear military base, I want you to be uh, standing there, and um, yeah, I definitely don't want you to take any drugs while you are securing those nuclear missiles. But that's what happened. Somebody took some LSD. I guess uh, Air Force service members um, on a... uh... Oh, Air Force service members who are security at this Air Force base. F.E. F.E. Warren Air Force Base is what it's called. Uh, okay. They were entrusted to guard the nuclear missiles that are almost among the most powerful in America's arsenal. Uh, the AP obtained records that show they bought, distributed, and used LSD. So they weren't just using it. They were buying and distributing it to peop- other people in... In the base, um, probably, and I would maybe Woo-hoo! around the area, uh, and other mind-altering illegal drugs. So they just say LSD in the title, but there were other drugs being in, uh, in this whole thing. Uh, uh, they were part of a ring that was operating undetected for months on the high, highly secretive uh, military b- base in Wyoming. After investigators closed in, one airman uh, deserted to Mexico. So one guy got away and got got out to Mexico. Wow. Uh, I love the quotes here. One airman said he felt paranoia. Another marveled at the vibrant color. A third admitted, I absolutely loved altering my mind. It says here, a slip up on social media by one airman enabled investigators to crack down on the ring. Uh, so they caught him because somebody posted some bullshit on Facebook or something. 
Oh my god. That but yeah, these so guys were guarding military or uh, nuclear warheads, uh, uh, ICBMs, and they were on acid and stuff. Like something bad could have like if you're on acid and you're there's a bunch of buttons around, there's a good chance you're going to push one of them. Is what I'm saying. Mm. This uh, next uh, case I I got uh, from Margaret. We were talking about uh, uh, different things. Uh, she has an Amazon Echo. I would never get one of these. I I saw this as well. I this was in our news, and uh, it's a very interesting story because it secretly recorded a family conversation and sent it to a random person. In their contact lists. So, <laughs> it's from the ghetto. The Echo device was uh, in the room, of course. So, uh, it happened to a family in Portland who had their conversation at home recorded and sent to a random person. Like I right, said. Portland, Oregon. There, which they never yes. mention in this, but you have to know that just because they reference Seattle. But it actually is just bad journalism that they'd never mention Oregon. Yes. And uh, the report said that the family alerted by a colleague in Seattle who had received the audio file. After, after confirming the audio file, indeed, it was a recording of their private conversation. The family went to unplug all of their Alexa power devices. What, what a surprise. <laughs> And uh, so, um, in a, st- a statement uh, to CNBC, Amazon blamed uh, Alexa misinterpreting con- uh, background conversation as a set of commands to send a message to the contacts. So, right, okay. The Echo woke up to uh, uh, a word in background conversation sounded like Alexa. Then the, when the subsequent conversation heard as send a message request, as, at which point Alexa said out to whom, at which point the, the background conversation was interpreted as a name in the customer's contact list. Alexa then asked out loud, contact name, right? Then Alexa interpreted the background conversation as right, as unlikely as the string of events. Are we are evaluating options to make this case even less likely? You know, I've got a this really good so option bullshit. to make this case yeah. way less likely. It's called uh, a cell phone. Yeah, Just calling somebody on a cell phone and not having one of these. <laughs> I mean, this also could be a very convenient uh, excuse uh, mm-hmm. for the fact that these devices are recording some audio of people uh i mean this does raise privacy concerns for anybody who has one of these in their house i would think mhm definitely <laughs> but, but according it, to them it, this it's is my... such a breach of it's such a breach of privacy i mean this conversation was about absolutely nothing so i mean sure it's 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 not that that I, it's so fucking wrong. Right, but what if it was an argument about them, like, getting a divorce or something, very right. private? Then it could have been... Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's terrible. But according to Amazon, 
at least from this breakdown they gave us, uh, it seems like it just kind of is chalked up to something equivalent to, like, a butt dial. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, we finally will find the Loch Ness Monster, maybe, kind of. Well, not find it, I guess, but uh, they're looking for it again. Uh, I think they're saying this could be the final determining factor here. So, an examination of Loch Ness using DNA sampling techniques will try to establish exactly what lives in the UK's largest fresh body of water. Uh, The mission will involve genetic code being extracted from the loch over a two-week period to determine the type of creatures that live there. Uh, So, what they're going to do is... They're going to just take samples of the water and then test it for animal, uh, you know, uh, waste and, uh, uh, what's a good word for it? Scales, different things like, uh, leftover Mm -hmm. pieces of DNA that they can test for. And if they go through it and they find, they test every piece of DNA in these samples and none of them are maybe unidentified or whatever this everything's uh they could identify everything then they'll it'll say oh there's no giant sea monster in there um i guess that makes sense does that make sense to you yeah sure i i kind of hope they find something (laughs) i'm right uh It says here, uh, one of the guys who's on the team who's doing the test, there's absolutely no doubt we will find new stuff, and that's very exciting. While the prospect of looking for evidence of Loch Ness Monster is the hook of this project, there is an extraordinary amount of new new knowledge that will be gained from the work about organisms that inhabit uh, the loch. So, not only, I mean, they could find, uh, you know, animals that... Uh, we never knew existed that aren't the Loch Ness Monster just by doing this search. So that could just be right. interesting in and of itself. But hopefully uh, when these DNA, D- DNA samples come back, we'll find out what they actually found. And hopefully if it if I find it, we'll report it here. Cool. Uh, we are going to talk about the hero now uh, in Paris. Paris. Uh, that uh, we will watch an amateur uh, video captured yesterday. Uh, this when was this? It was two days ago, so it was actually on Monday. Was, yeah, right. Cli- a man climbing to a building to save a child suspended in the air. Right, uh, and it's this uh, a Hill article that came out yesterday. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron on Monday said that. Uh, this guy will be offered citizenship uh, for doing this. I guess he was, um, he's not a French citizen. So the, uh, so Macron is, uh, they've said they're going to make him a citizen. But let's go ahead and watch this uh, video. Go ahead and give me, oh, sorry. Just clicked off of it because I'm a moron. <laughs> All right, go ahead and give me countdown. In three. Two, one, play. So see this baby hanging there? Yeah, this cameraman is obviously very frantic. I I, pro- I mean, I wouldn't be able to hold the camera very still if there was a 
child hanging like that. How did the child get out there in the first place? But look at that fucking man. He's not hesitating at all either. He's just going for it. Okay, we lost sound there for a minute, but we're still watching the video. Just a man, he just pulled himself up like crazy. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is so fucking heroic. Yep. Uh, I remember when I was younger, there was a guy that was like, called French, the French Spider-Man, who was like a guy who would illegally climb buildings. You ever yes. you remember that guy? Yes. Okay, yes. I was like, when I saw this, I thought it was that same guy, and he had saved a child while <laughs> he happened to have been just climbing a building, but no, it was a different yeah. French Spider-Man. But very cool uh, that he's going to be getting citizenship and everything, and that uh, this all turned out all right. I mean, it, it could have gone It could be terribly. gone terribly wrong fucking hell but I, I like he had absolutely no like he didn't look back he didn't like look am I safe he didn't care at all all he oh. cared about was that baby he must have known that he was ta he must have known that he had the talent to climb like he wasn't gonna do I'm who knows? Maybe he was just like, I'm going to do this. Uh, I, w I would be interested to see how much previous climbing skill he had. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you have any uh, memories about Memorial Day? Well, it just happened two days ago, so yeah. I remember two days ago. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, what is Memorial uh, Day for you? Oh, uh, I didn't even know it was Memorial Day, but I mean, Memorial Day in America is just, we celebrate the troops, but mostly it's just day where people go out and barbecue because they have an extra day off for the weekend is really what people think of it in America as. Yeah. And Trun is going to tell the truth about Memorial Day. This is Trun where Trun tells the truth. Memorial Day. Yes. Let's talk about that day. A funny little day there where you honor your fallen soldiers. You get very good at that after the years because there's so many fallen soldiers in the United States because of all the wars. And with Donald Trump, you never know what next war is around the corner. But anyway, Memorial Day, I would just say the troops and people who fight for the country and fight for the Bolivian, hooray. But when you end up on Memorial Day talking about yourself, like the head of, like Donald Trump did, he said, those who died for our great country will be very happy and proud how well our country is doing today. Wow. That is something who is wrong in every way. Well, think about uh, yourself. If you lost one you love, and somebody in a ceremony went up and started talking about himself, would you like that? No. If you had a wedding and persons took a couple of up and hollow speech and he started bragging about a great guy he was and uh, how he was the reason why this wedding was perfect. Would you like that? No, I guess you don't. That is nothing to do being left or right in the center. Is there like a common knowledge for what is just being an asshole is? Is it? Because because we have, have some definition. Science has some common definition of what what is what even when you're on the left on
thing of what just being an asshole is because this is being an asshole and if he can once once fucking history just stop saying oh this is too left this is too right this is politically incorrect and so on there are something who is common knowledge common facts who can just state that the person is an asshole if you talk about that on Memorial Day on any day it's not about you you're an asshole so just just agree that the asshole can be used in a f common term for everybody that's what Tron but Tron tells the truth have a fucking nice day assholes that was uh, Tron telling the truth of Memorial Day we have an email address it's another digital citizen at gmail.com another digital citizen at gmail.com have we gotten any emails I'm guessing probably no nope we have not we have a Facebook page where you can become a member. It's another digital citizen on. Are you ready for Margaret's book of the WWWWWA Wrestling? Thank you, Margaret, for the book again. Are you ready? I am ready. I mean, you did so fantastic with. Top 10 80s superstar. It was such we a good list, so this. I'm sure this list is going to yeah. be right up there and top notch. <laughs> well, it's top 10 SummerSlam superstars. That is what? Okay. Mm -hmm. The biggest party of the summer, WWE SummerSlam, has been on August tradition since 1988. Oh my gosh. Event featured incredible championship. Clashes, unique matches, and several competitors announcing their presence at the WWE Universe by winning major titles. Oh, this could be seriously anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um... That is correct. But who is the biggest anybody right now? Uh, John Cena. Yeah, uh, he's not even on the list. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yes, he's number one. How did you guess that? SummerSlam, huh? I, I well, they don't give a reason why he's like the to number one for SummerSlam. Two thousand and two, Lesnar pinned The Rock to become the youngest WWE ah, okay. champion. So, just a weird list. Well, continue. Let's go yeah. start at ten again. I like that from what, like we did last time. Yeah, number 10, uh, Beth uh, Phoenix. Okay, random. Uh, she was a maxed tag team uh, championship thing with Santino. Right, okay. That's why. I remember that. Mick Foley. Okay. Uh, the first uh, brawler brawl at SummerSlam 1996. Edge and Christian. Okay. Other Tia table sledders and share smats. How all that sums them to dust. Number seven, Triple H has won a ladder match and Intercontinental Championship in 1998. Number six, Randy Orton has won 
the World Championship. Number five. This is old. Old school. British Bulldog in 1992. Oh, yeah. The... That one I should have guessed. Mm. First one to be held outside of North right, America. exactly. Number four. No? Oh. Don't hold guess. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Daniel Bryan. Okay. Uh, being, uh, missed by the Nexus stable and getting revenge at SummerSlam 2010. Number three, SummerSlam uh, 2019 to 2015 was this guy's SummerSlams. There's a hair. You want to guess? I did not even hear what what were the dates. 2009 to 2015. Mm. Uh, I don't even know. He's not in the WWE now. I'm surprised he's in this book. CM Punk? Yes. Oh, okay. And number two. The Ultimate Warrior. Because at his first SummerSlam in 1988, Ultimate Tour pinned Honky Tonk Man in about 30 seconds. Alright. I would have never got. Yeah. I guess I should have gotten British Bulldog. That one was actually easy and I should have thought of that, but the rest of them, it's just kind of like, okay. It's kind of at random in my mind, but whatever. Mm. Yeah. It is a little random. Uh, talking about random, did you watch Raw this week and SmackDown? I did. Well, I watched Raw in like the abbreviated version, but I did watch SmackDown all the way. SmackDown was really good. They kind of pulled a uh, bait, like a the swerve bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah, saying that it was going to be a Daniel Bryan uh, Samoa Joe match, and then it wasn't. Um, well, I mean, it was, but it had big casts as well, which I would have mm -hmm. rather have just seen a one-on-one -on -one match. But, uh, I mean, it, I guess we can save that match for a pay-per-view, but I don't think they're going to care that much about pay-per-views in the future, so. It doesn't look like it. No. It doesn't look like they're going to care about it at all. Uh, I mean, I don't think that you not... really need to care about the product as far as a money standpoint from what I've seen of the, how much they've made from these TV deals and the Saudi Arabia thing and everything else. Uh, they could just not give a crap about anything for the next five years or something uh, is the next time they actually have to give a crap. So that's a little scary as far as being a viewer, but SmackDown was still pretty good, uh, I thought. Yeah. SmackDown was pretty good. Uh, Raw was uh, actually better than last week. Uh, but, uh, I'm trying to think of what happened on Raw. Oh, there was the picnic segment with the B-team. That was alright. <laughs> that was funny. I like the B-team. Yeah, they're, uh, they're not as funny as some other, like... Like, they're not as funny as Brizango as, like, a tag team or whatever. No, no. But, or even, like, Rhino and Heath Slater I thought were better as, like, a comedy tag team, but... They're all right. I thought yeah. the segment specifically was funnier than some of the other things they've done that were trying to be humorous. I think this was better. Uh, but really, how can you go wrong with and, a food fight? And Sam is saying coming out and apologizing about the segment was kind of 
from last week was also kind of like, hmm. Right. I mean, it was obvious he was going to do the thing where he's like, oh, I apologize, but I actually don't, which is basically what he did because he's a heel. But uh, I thought it was all right. Uh, and then the thing that really confused me on Raw, is Nia Jax a, a heel now? Is she a bad guy now? Yeah, I think so. Didn't we just we have the storyline where she was the, being bullied and uh, it was this whole thing about she would be a star and tell she didn't want to be bullied and she's the you know uh, the overweight girl who gets overlooked and all that and then two weeks later she's the bully now <laughs> I'm confused mm-hmm. now this uh, round ROC storyline does not work at all no I mean cause well they just should have never turned or they never should have done the storyline with Alexa Bliss if they were we're planning on doing this storyline or this, yeah. the other way around. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, really, really weird. But, um, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know if I care <laughs> if Ronda Rousey wins. And that's kind of weird for me to say that because I was such a big supporter of her. Getting into WWE? I'm interested to see the match. I mean, more in a curiosity to see whether she can pull off a singles match. Uh, Obviously, they've had enough time for her to just basically map out a match. And she'll be able to just Mm -hmm. do like a cookie cutter match for this one pay-per-view. But we'll see if it actually... We'll see if she actually does anything special. Like, if she does something special that makes us go, ooh, ah... Uh, then that could be cool, but I have a feeling she's just gonna. It's gonna be very bland, and it's not like Nia mm. Jax is like an amazing, amazing wrestler. I mean, I I like her as a performer, but I she's like not like well. a great yeah. wrestler. Oh. No, and that's that's kind of ugh, like, and that's that's how I feel about the Oscar match they're going to have in the pay per view as well. I don't care about that Oscar match. Like the only two matches I really care about uh, in this pay per view is the Money in the Bank briefcase matches, which are always fun. fun. I'm interested in the Oscar yeah. match, but mostly just because it has Carmella in it. But don't you think she's going to lose? Ah, uh, I don't care. It's just good to see Carmella. Ah, <laughs> oh, true. I like Carmella. I wouldn't be surprised if she wins. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she wins by shenanigans somehow, and then it continues the feud with Asuka, so we'll see what happens. But mm. So, have you seen anything <laughs> on TV this week? I have seen loads. Uh, I haven't seen that much. I mean, uh, let's see. We talked about Roseanne getting cancelled, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Survivor finale. Did you watch Survivor? Yes. What did you think? Very, very, very good winner. With one vote. Right. Uh, that was the exciting part, It uh, is that it went down to a tie, and then they had to have the one last person uh, vote for the tiebreaker. Because um, the, they do the three at the final, and then the third person that wasn't uh, in the tie had to make the tiebreaker. That... The first time they've ever done that ever, um, 
that was a little exciting, but I still really wish they wouldn't have to go back to America and have it be live weeks later to do the yeah. reveal. Yeah. I feel like you would have a way better um, reaction from the contestants if they did it at the island. But yeah, they're, then, they're in that in the island. Right. I mean, they haven't done that for years. And, like, uh, I believe they did it for a few years, like, originally. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they started doing the after show and that's when they started doing it um in america much later but i wish they would just do the reveal and then do the after show after the after the show (laughs) right now they don't do the show after the show they do this show and then they do the end of the show in the after show which i think is just broken and i don't like it but the show after the show after the show yes (laughs) after show (laughs) <laughs> it's hard it's hard to to keep your tongue twisted there right almost. yeah hmm? it, it's it's all mixed up that's the problem you, when you get you got your regular show mixed in my after show and your peanut butter and my chocolate uh let's see oh what are you doing what else did you see this week uh oh i would uh, watched the first season of killing eve from hbo Okay. That was so fucking amazing. What a show. It's uh, this American that works at MI5 in in, in England chasing uh, leads of this professional killer. And it's so uh, fucking amazing. I... I uh, this is my biggest surprise of the year. I'm flabbergasted over the quality of it. Oh, okay. It is so good. Uh, eight episodes. Go and see it, everybody. It just came out? Yeah, j- just finished. Oh, it just finished. Okay. Yes. So I watched that with my dad. Seen a lot of uh, Shark's Tank. <laughs> Again, sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm watching it from season one, so it's like I have sixteen seasons to watch. But um, have you heard of Cobra Kai? I've not watched it. I, I saw the trailer for it, uh, but I wasn't super interested just because I don't want it to ruin my childhood. But have you seen it? Yes, I saw it this week. I decided uh, to ruin my childhood. Um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it is uh, uh, for people that doesn't know. It's it's the follow up to Karate Kid, uh, just uh, uh, as a uh, kind of comedy drama. Right. But it it is it is. Really good. I would give it uh, uh, okay. Killing Eve, I would give a nine out of ten. Uh, Cobra Kai, I would give seven point eight. Is that the last? Sure. Yeah, seven point eight. We never really give point eights, but you can do it. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's like it's not seven. It's it's not eight 
and it's not 7.5. You see what I mean? Sure. It's like, yeah. I feel it's a little low to give it a 7.5 and a little too high to give it an 8. So, but yeah, I I, I recommend it. Um, uh, it was funny to see uh, Rolf uh, March, uh, Marchio? Marchio? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that douchebag, William, again. So, that was funny. Mm, uh, other than that, I haven't seen a lot other than Westworld and all the other things. Well, what came out yesterday, Arrested Development, Season 5. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. I watched all of it last night. Eight episodes, really quick to watch, really. I breezed right through it, or at least it felt like it. Um, I kind of stopped halfway through and watched SmackDown and then continued, but I watched it in a night, so I didn't really have a problem watching it pretty quickly. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's up to the standards of the original seasons. Uh... Some, you know, it's kind of, it's, there's a lot of rehashing jokes and things like that, but it also, it's calling back jokes, so, it's still good, I think it's still good, uh, something interesting from it, though, not to spoil anything for Fro or anybody else, um, it has Jeff from Alone Together, Mm. uh, he plays, like, a closet designer, which ends up becoming a joke, a joke about, uh, closeted gay men of course but he you know I, I when we saw alone together i was like Je- the guy who played jeff who i believe uh what's his name it's like blackman edgar blackman Something i think like that's that. what his name is yeah um he's a stand-up comedian but i saw him in alone together and i remember saying on the show like this is a guy who i think out of everybody on the show could move on and do something and to see him in arrested development i think is pretty cool uh, mm. it just shows that he's getting more work and hopefully he'll be in something bigger soon. Um, it wasn't a big part or anything, but it was pretty, it was all right. Oh, did you see, you know, okay. the guy who played, uh, Benji's brother on that show yeah. alone together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see the thing with him and Jake Paul or was it Logan Paul? Logan Paul. Yeah. Was it? I think, I think so. Uh, did you see that whole, the uh, no. feud between them? I've heard about it, yeah. Okay. I've thought it was interesting, just like, I I had seen the guy before, and like, I'd seen his stand-up, and when we watched the show, uh, I mentioned that, but he wasn't, I've never seen him as somebody, like, a big name. I think, I still don't think he is, but it was very interesting to see him, uh, him and, uh, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, I think it might have been both of them, going at it on Twitter was very funny. So what would you give this, uh, season? Of, uh, uh, I don't know, like a seven, seven and a half, seven? maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's still fun. Oh, it's fun. It's good. funny, and it was easy to watch, and it had a lot of good jokes, uh, a lot of good callbacks. There's some confusing stuff in there because something about they like changed up season four to make it work with season five. So you, there's parts of season four that if you watch the original, it changed. Because uh, if you go to Netflix now, it says season four remix. Which I never watched, but mm. I w- I watched season five and fi- uh, I I was just fine, like as far as storyline goes. So, mm. I will definitely see that. So, 
time for our main topic and uh, what I thought was going to be a really short conversation. Oh, uh, did CIA have the heart attack gun or not? That's everything I thought we were going to talk about. But uh, <laughs> looking into this, this uh, goes a little deeper than I, I, I was expecting. So give us a little like run through. What is the CIA heart attack gun? Uh, well, should we start? Uh, yeah, I guess that's a We'll start there, and then we'll kind of go back, because we really should start yes. at the church committee hearings. But a CIA, we, we should. It was a, a CIA heart attack gun was a weapon that was revealed in 1975 uh, at the f- committee uh, church committee hearings led by Frank Church. At the he uh, at the hearing uh, at the hearing, Church showed off the CIA's heart attack gun. The gun is electrically powered. Uh, by a battery, and it fire and fires an extremely small bullet of ice frozen with shellfish toxin in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So once the fire once fired, the bullet enters the target and melts without a trace, except for a small red mark on the victim uh, from where the bullet entered. The victim will feel a small pinch or nothing at all, um, and the cause of death of the victims will be said to be a heart attack. Uh, the gun is used by the CIA to commit assassinations that can't be uh, traced back to them. And it says, oh, at least according to this, many many still believe that the CIA is using this gun today. I don't know if they're using that specific gun, not to get towards the end, but they may be using some kind of gun. Mm-hmm. Some kind of gun. Because, uh, but uh, what was the church committee? Right, I never really knew a lot about this. Uh, it was a Senate Select Committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence a- uh, agency activities. Um, so they were investigating the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, the IRS, and the committee was part of a series of investigations into intelligence abuses during the 1970s, uh, which included the Watergate hearings, uh, the Rockefeller Commission, and the Pike Committee, which I've never heard of the Pike Committee. The Pike Committee is a common name for Permanent Select Committee. uh, Hmm, I'm not really sure what that is. Um, One of the results of the committee's efforts was to establish a permanent U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. So this was a hearing just to look over what was going on in these specific agencies, uh, the CIA, NSA, FBI, and IRS, uh, because there had been intelligence abuses, abuses, sorry, recently, and so they were going, maybe there's other ones happening here. Let's do an investigation. So uh, this uh, continued in 75 and 76, right? Right. And they published... 14 reports on various U.S. intelligence agencies. That's a lot of reports. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really... Uh, it would be so many more today because we have so many more intelligence agencies than they did then, but mm. yeah. And uh, they did some shocking releva- uh, revelations. Did we talk about Operation Shamrock? I have a 
feeling that we talked about that. What, in the past? I don't think we have. Uh, maybe not. But uh, that was... Uh, uh, telecommunication companies shared their traffic with the NSA from 1945 to the early 1970s. And uh, maybe does it today. <laughs> right, the information gathered maybe. in this operation fed directly into a watch list. Uh, the 1975 mm-hmm. committee decided to unilaterally declassify the particulars of this operation against the president's, uh, against the objection of the president's administration, which was President Ford at the time. That's Uh, super interesting. I mean, think about, uh, in 1945 to 1970, all the major telecommunication companies were sharing their traffic with the NSA. That's 1945 Mm -hmm. to 1970. Think about what, like, that's the same kind of thing um, Edward Snowden came out with, but his was on this much larger, massive scale. It's the same kind of thing. But why are we talking about this comedy when we are, uh, are going to talk about the CIA heart attack gun? What is the link? Right, this is where it was released that this uh, uh, that the CIA had had this gun um, in these yes. committees. So, is this a good place to watch that video, I guess? Yes, I think so. Right. Okay, so let's go to the video um, of some of the committee hearings. This is from a documentary. Uh, So, started. So, we're going to hear this lady talk about uh, she was working for the CIA in the 70s, and then we'll hear a little bit from the actual committee hearing. So, go ahead and give us a countdown. In three, two, one. Uh, also, I had to find one time they wanted me to find um, to find out if there was such a thing as um, as a poison that was undetectable, especially one that seemed to uh, mimic a heart attack that would kill someone, but it would it appear that they had a heart attack. I did find such a thing. Does this pistol uh, fire the dart? Yes, it does, Mr. Chairman, and a special one was developed, which potentially would be able to uh, enter the target without perception. The, the poison was frozen into some sort of dart, and then it was shot at uh, very high speed into the person. <laughs> so at, when it reached the person, it would melt inside them, and the only thing would be like one little tiny red dot on their body, which was hard to detect. There wouldn't be a needle left or anything like that in the person. But also the toxin itself would not appear in the autopsy? Yes, so that uh, there was no, no way of perceiving that the, uh, the target was hit. Okay, wow. so yeah, in that video, they're holding the gun in the hearing. The guys, they're looking into the scope, kind of like, the one guy's kind of laughing about it, weirdly. Why is he laughing about it there at the end? Like, this isn't a joke, yeah. like, how is that a joking matter? <laughs> you yeah, killed a guy and nobody knows what, how he died. It's so hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Um, but it, 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 it is so weird uh, uh, that that uh, this was a thing. I thought this was going to be some, some crazy, crazy thing that didn't really exist, but that they kind of tried out. Or like but that yeah, they yeah, had yeah, like yeah. they had plans for it, and that we would see the, right. that I would I would bring up the plans, and that was kind of the evidence. But no, they're holding a yeah. physical gun 
looking at it, and the guy in the hearing is saying, this is how it works. Uh, and he even said that was one version of it, and it seemed like, at least from what I could tell from that video, he says there was another version of it that had been developed that was undetectable. So there are more than one version of it even. So, And that's what's so weird about it. Uh, like, like uh, I think CIA uh, probably used a lot of money about this. Don't you think so? On this? Oh, I'm, well, yeah. They would have had to have spent a lot of money on this. I mean, they had to pay that lady just to find whatever poison they were going to use in this, and then they had to pay somebody else to develop the gun. And uh, I'm assuming before all that, you had to have paid somebody to even brainstorm the idea of coming up with a gun that fires a, you know, ice cube bullet uh, that will kill somebody from a heart attack. So all those people had to get paid. So, yeah, a lot of money went into this. And it's so so strange because I remember I was watching uh, uh, Mythbusters. They talked about a gun that fired ice. Do you remember that? Episode? I seem to remember it, yeah. But I yeah, don't remember the outcome. No, they didn't get it to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I And here it clearly worked. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no... Here's the thing that we don't have in this, in the research that I've done, is any proof that this was ever used on anybody specific. Uh, there's no, like, nope. CIA reports that say, oh, we killed, you know, whoever with this specific gun. Um, but of course that's going to be classified. They're not going to release that kind of stuff. But, uh, then what happened in Cuba? Right, uh... Actually, before we go there, I've read. A, I sent you another thing okay. that was kind of interesting, uh, talking about uh, uh, somebody testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, about an umbrella poison dart gun that somebody had made in the. This must have been in the, in September nineteen seventy five. So it must have been in the same thing. Uh, he, they said he had always used in crowds with an umbrella open, firing through the webbing so it would not attract attention. Since it was silent, no one in the crowd could hear it, uh, and the assassin could merely fold up the umbrella and saunter away. So that was another weapon of the CIA that was re revealed during that, uh, you know, during that uh, hearing. Um, and here's something interesting. Somebody speculating... Uh, JFK may have been killed by this. Uh, video footage of the assassination of JFK shows this umbrella gun being used at Daily Plaza. Uh, the first shot fired on that fateful day has had always seemed to have a paraly uh, paralyzing effect on Kennedy. Uh, if you see in the video, his fists were clenched and his head and shoulders and arms seemed to stiffen up. An autopsy revealed there was a small entrance wound in his ne in in his neck, but no evidence of a bullet path through the neck. Uh, no bullets mm. were ever recovered that matched that small of a size. So they're kind of extrapolating, but saying because there's this tiny little hole, maybe that uh, it was caused by some kind of paralyzing dart. 
And also in one of the articles you sent me, it it also says that uh, the gun also could maybe be used to give people cancer. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In that same article, they're talking about uh, another kind of weapon that could be used to cause a heart attack. Uh, a microwave beam containing an elf signal given off by the heart. This organ could be put into a chaotic state uh, if hit with... So they're saying you hit him with this elf beam of microwave uh, energy, microwave elf waves, and you shoot it right at somebody's heart, and it could cause your heart to go into a chaotic state. Uh, and cause a heart attack. So it's another kind of option of what a heart attack gun could be in this day and age. But yeah, let's see what's what has been going on in Cuba, uh, Fro. Yeah, because uh, Luis Valquez, Cuba's most senior scientist, says a joint inquiry need to find the truth behind alleged attacks on diplomats. Right, and this is an article from two days ago, Fro. This is from, yes. or actually yesterday, uh, Tuesday, May yesterday. 29th. So this is a very, yes. like, it's yesterday. Very recent article. A little strange that we were going to talk about this topic. But, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this thing in Cuba that I'm, we're, you're about to talk about has been something that uh, has been known for the last year or so, maybe even more. Right. But this guy is just finally coming out and saying, hey, we need to do some real investigation into this. But continue. Yes, the most senior scientist in Cuba has called uh, on his upside numbers in the U.S. and Canada to assess evidence behind claims that mysterious attacks in Havana left American and Canadian diplomats with insickable conclusion like brain tumor injuries. Hmm. Luis Valares, a neuralist who has recently appointed president of Cuban Academy of Science, has asked the US and Canada National Science Academies for joint scientific injury inquiry to examine the evidence behind alleged attacks. The move uh, reflects a growing sense of frustration in Cuba that the country is being blamed for harming foreign embassy staff even as government and independent experts remain baffled to who what form of attack it could have been made that made the diplomats ill. Right, it says hmm. the, the last year after 24 American staff and family reported feeling unwell, headaches, dizziness, and problems with their eyesight, hearing, sleep, and concentration, many said their ailments came on after they heard strange noises that ranged from grinding and cicada-like chirps to uh, buffeting caused by an opening car window, while unnamed U.S. officials claimed in media reports that the diplomats were victims of acoustic attacks. Uh, an FBI investigation found no evidence that sonic weapons had been used. Uh, well, how would you... How is, What are the signs that sonic weapon has been used? That's my first question. <laughs> A really good question. <laughs> A really good question. I have absolutely no clue. But, uh, yeah... 
But it, it, it seems it seems here here that there has been some kind of uh, my favorite word of tonight shenanigans going on. Yeah, it seems like something. I mean, the there is speculation that this is some kind of sonic weapon, uh, sonic gun weapon that causes it to you know affect your brain waves. I guess is what they're kind of saying here and. There needs to be more investigation into this, but it definitely, if that is the case, goes into this topic of mm, governmental secret weapons. Uh, se- <laughs> what is a good word for it? Secret death weapon? Like, it keeps yeah. the death of the person a total secret of how it happened and why it happened and who did it. Um that's what's really. Uh, that's the real goal here is to create, or the goal of them creating the heart attack gun was to create a weapon that wouldn't be able to be traced back to them. They could do assassinations uh, or commit murders or whatever, and it would never be able to be tra- traced back to anybody, or even that it was a murder at all. Uh, and if this sonic weapon is the same thing, it, it might not be from the U.S. It might not be from. It, who knows? It could be North Korean or Russian or. Chinese, uh, uh, or it could not be an, a sonic weapon at all, but uh, it is still very interesting. And before I hear people screaming, ah, you have no proof. Well, we just proved that uh, they are, did work on this. There have been many, 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 many things that have proven that I have worked on this heart attack gun. So, and that it did no, exist cons- in 1975. So that think about how mm-hmm. long ago that was, uh, and how much time they've had to develop some other kind of weapon to do the same kind of purpose. Um, so I think it's possible. And why wouldn't they use it today? Why wouldn't they? If it's untrackable. Right, they're not going to get in trouble for it. So what's why? Why not use it exactly? Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. This is possible. This is probably happening, and we shouldn't really be talking about it because somebody will probably try to shoot us with such a gun. <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, or I, you know who I see this being like a candidate to be used on by somebody is like a, a, a Edward Snowden or a Julian Assange would be somebody who I could see them wanting to use a heart attack weapon on to have Julian Assange die and not have it be traced back to them. Um, I can see some that, 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 or maybe some kind of dictator or the kind of people I can see them wanting to use this on. Like for example, Castro. Right. I, that's a good point. I mean, he was, he was really old, but yeah, but does not, how many times did they try to kill him? Oh, so many. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, have you seen the movie? I saw a couple movies this week. I saw Gringo, the the Amazon movie, which we did on the show, Mm -hmm. if you remember that, Fro. Yes. Very good. I enjoyed it. Um, Overall, uh, well, I guess a real quick run through. It's about a guy who is working for a company, and they send him to... Uh, Mexico to develop a drug and it turns out that the people he's working for are really crooked 
and he gets involved in this whole scheme and has to try to get himself out of it. Um, uh, and it was really good action, and the comedy was very funny, and the storyline was really well put together. There was a couple character characters in this that didn't quite fit with the rest of the... Um, the narrative, there's this one lady, and she just felt totally out of place for the movie, but overall, I'd say see it. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. I wouldn't I saw... be surprised if it's yeah. on my top of movies of the year, but it's still, it, like, it's it's too close, to, it's too uh, early to call that one on this, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. Really? Yeah, I would recommend it, from. Hmm. Uh, I saw Revenge one more time, because I liked it so much. It's so good. Okay. Oh, you need to see that movie. Have you seen another movie? I saw... Okay. I'm going to see what you call this. Uh, There is an island, I believe it's off of Spain, right? Where they throw giant raves. It's known for big giant rave parties. What is that island called, bro? Ibiza? Okay. I call it Ibiza. Ibiza? Ibiza. I call it Ibiza. That's what I've always known it as. But in this movie, called Ibiza, they call it Ibiza. All the time. Because <laughs> it's Americans. So, okay. they call it Ibiza. Um, which, actually, I guess there are certain people in it, like, the people that are actually uh, Spanish in the movie, they do call it Ibiza. But, uh, it's got, um, what's her name? Uh, Jillian... Flynn. Uh, no, from a community. Oh. Jillian Jacobs. Right. She's the main character in it. Is that her name? Right? Am I right? Yes. Jillian Jacobs. Uh, she's in it, and it's about her. She, She's working for this company, and they send her to Spain, and she ends up going to Ibiza, Ibiza and uh, finding herself... This movie was pretty awful, bro. Uh, to be honest with you, Aww. um, the re- like the story was very, uh, you know, teenage girl, uh, dreaming about getting out and going and seeing the world, uh, or like somebody who's stuck in their horrible job and wants to go- get out and see the world, whatever. It's that kind of movie, except it was an hour and a half, and this could have been a thirty-minute movie. Because there was all this garbage where it was just, like, (laughs) shots of, you know, scenic shots of Spain or, like, the ocean or whatever. And then, like, uh, (laughs) trance music. There was a lot of, you know, because it was basically just a big um, ad for Ibiza is really what it was uh, in the end. But, yeah, I would give this a three and a half out of ten. (laughs) Wow. So look, uh, to spoil a little, I have seen Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh. Okay. And I also, yes, this week. Uh, and I also watched Tomb, <laughs> Riot, Tomb Raider, okay? Tomb Raider, you heard of that movie? I have heard of Tomb Raider, yes. Yes. If you had to guess, like, uh, I think you know me. Which of those two movies that was the worst, Tomb Raider or Solo, a Star Wars story? I what have no idea. It's kind of a toss-up in my mind as to which one it would be for uh, me, probably. So, I don't know. 
Mm. It was Tomb Raider. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I'm talking about it now. Holy fuck, what a bad movie. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, you 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 remember when we said the hunt for the worst movie of 2018? Oh right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is up there. Look, okay. You this is you it, have to. See I remember this. seeing the trailer, and when we saw the trailer, I I remember just saying female Indiana Jones. Is that what it is? Yeah. <sighs> it's bad, female Indiana Jones. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the remember the last Indiana Jones movie, the Skull movie. Oh yeah. my god, that was god awful. But that, but this this got a seven, uh, no six point seven on IMDb and a forty nine on Rotten Tomatoes. So not like awful uh, on on IMDb. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is is like ha- ha- halfway there. But but this Alicia Vikander that plays. Uh, uh, the Tomb Raider girl. She's awful. Okay. It like uh, I uh, her 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 look into the camera and and like she she's as cold <laughs> as fucking ice. It felt like I was playing the fucking game. I would rate this a two out of ten. Wow. Okay. I gotta see this then. Yeah. But uh, let's see the audio trailer for Solo, a Star Wars story. They turned the movie on, apparently. Mm-hmm. With all that fl- switches were. I was kicked out of the flight academy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. Oh. Yep. Woody Harrelson. I want to see this now. I didn't know it had Woody Harrelson in it. I don't care about it until it's like, Woody Harrelson. Well. I'm not sure how much you will care when I okay. tell you about this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this. Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. Was that a joke that just happened? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not how jokes work. I know. I guess we'll stop it there. So right. what is this called? Skrrr-nominated movie all about, Luke. Has a Star Wars movie ever been nominated for an Oscar? I'm guessing it must have been, right? Uh, special effects, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story. Young Han Solo finds adventure when he joins a gang of ga- galactic smugglers, including a 196-year-old Wookiee named Chewbacca. Oh, never heard of him. Indebted to a gangster, <laughs> Dryden, Dryden Voss, excuse me, burp, Dryden Voss, the crew devises a dark, 
daring plan to travel to to the mining planet of Kessel to steal a batch of valuable coaxum. Coaxum. So it carries, like, your cable to you. Uh, oh, right. Uh, it's got a... Uh, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, actually, a really another super close one, like last week. Yeah, uh, while you do, did that, I uh, googled uh, Star Wars Oscars, and uh, yeah, it has won, actually, a lot. Oh, really? Of okay. Oscars, yeah, for uh, best visual effects and things like that. Right, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would I would expect it, but definitely not more of the more recent ones. The funny part about Star Wars for me is, I was never like a massive Star Wars fan. I enjoyed the first movies, you know, when I was younger. I never, but I wasn't like, uh, I never wanted to like live in that world, and like I was never like in that in that much love with Star Wars. Uh, over the last bunch of I don't know five or ten years, I've learned to dislike Star Wars more. Just yeah. because of its fan base nowadays. Yeah. Uh, now the the three originals are are okay. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, the three follow ups are atrocious. Right. Which is not <laughs> not unknown to people, right? And, and everybody knew it then that, that they were terrible, and then somehow they managed to turn it all around. With these newer movies, to where everybody is now in really like they're more invested than they were in the seventies and eighties in Star Wars. It seems right. like so. Uh, it's, yeah. I I'll give it to them on marketing, but for me, it's like uh, I don't know. I think I feel less attached to Star Wars than I did in like the nineties before you know they came out with the you know the newer sequels or whatever. So or prequels. The new sequel. The new, the, the newest prequel, uh, I thought was okay. I mean, I I like it more than you did, but uh, holy shit! Uh, I thought uh, the newest, not not this one, but the one before that. Uh, I didn't even see uh, it. Yet. I didn't, I yeah. haven't even watched it. Yeah, it's atrociously bad. But but then again, the first uh, and this is maybe one of the reasons why I wanted to see it so for fast was because the first solo Star Wars thing they did, uh, or the first like independent movie they did, that was fucking amazing. I loved that. Okay. Star Wars movie. I had it on my top ten lists. For the best movies of the year, I th- I think I had it as my number three or something, where they go and blew 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 up the Death Star. Oh, that the end of that, mm. yeah. so different than the other ones when they, uh, the end of also. two other ones that they blew up the Death Star. Right. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying they're formulaic at all. Apparently, no. it, it says here, did you know, Solo the Star Wars movie is the ninth most expensive movie ever made? Oh. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. That was fucking amazing. Right, that's the one I haven't seen, right? Or is that the uh, one with Rey? 
No, that's uh, that's the one with the. Uh, uh, uh... See, now we're just pissing off people who like Star Wars. But I don't. I'm not like I, I'm not invested in it as much as other people. Like I, this is what I was saying uh, earlier. Last, yeah, Last Jedi is the one you haven't seen. Right. Okay. I think uh, you've seen one. Yeah, I, I, I just whatever the last one before this one I didn't see, but I saw the one before that. Um, yeah. Oh right, we're, we should do like some reviews, huh? Oh. <laughs> People are like turning off their their machine. Like, oh no, they're going to talk bad about Star Wars, right? I, I wasn't talking bad about it. I'm just saying, like, I was never really invested in Star Wars, and over the last bunch of years, I'm less invested than I was then. Is that was my only point, really? I'm not saying anything bad about it, one way or another. Uh, I got some from the Facebook, obviously. Aaron Dunn says, uh, "I've just seen it. It was okay, in our opinion." Uh, and waiting for a mere red box rental probably would have just been fine. The main problem was we had a main actor who was the main actor who played Han Solo. For instance, we didn't feel he understood or delivered the character of Han, uh, plus seemed to partner with Chewbacca only because, well, everyone expected them to team up since we're all used to that duo. <laughs> the only mm-hmm. actor, Anthony and Gruber could have uh, brought to the table. Uh, oh, I don't know what that means. Disney should have. Uh, Disney should have went with actor uh, with actor Anthony and Gruber. In our opinion, a huge, huge, huge mistake. Oh, they should not have is what he meant. Uh, uh, to not have cast him instead. Although the current actor, who by the way looks like Leonardo DiCaprio is signed on for two more films. Uh, I hope a miracle happens and they get Anthony and Gruber. Oh, he's saying he wants... Who the hell is Anthony and Gruber? Do you know who that is, Fro? No, I have no clue. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, Continuing, he says, While I certainly understand and appreciate Disney trying something new uh, and fresh... Um, as demonstrated with the Daniel Craig, uh, with Daniel Craig as 007, I guess that's a good example mm. of something similar. The very fact yeah. that they're doing young Han Solo adventures, um, I lost my spot, is something fresh and different all the same. What harm is there in casting an actor who not only looks, but also plays tribute and homage to Harrison Ford better uh, than this guy who I don't know who it is? Let's find out who this guy is. Uh, Anthony Gruber, born in the Philippines. Uh, he does a Harrison Ford impression, apparently. Australian mm-hmm. actor, voice actor, and impressionist. Oh, he does. he's an impressionist who does an impression of Harrison Ford. That's why this guy wants him to play. Because oh. he's like, he would be I... a young Harrison. Okay, that makes sense. Unbelievably, oh, okay. a state of shock that they passed over uh, Anthony and Gruber, just my friends and family's opinion. So, was that for Anthony Gruber's fan page? Or I guess something? so. No, that was straight <laughs> off of straight out of the Facebook. So yeah, <laughs> never ever heard about this guy before today. Jesus, here's a weird one. Uh, okay. on, uh, Andre Banglo says. Kathleen Kennedy and her political agenda have got to go. Casual Star Wars Star Wars fans don't see what 
they did to this franchise, but people who grew up and are hardcore fans do. Hope it flops even more globally to show Disney executives that leadership needs to be overhauled overhauled in the Star Wars franchise. Well, I don't think it flopped there, bud, so... No. You could seriously just dress up a bunch of pieces of poop in the costumes of Star Wars and put it on a screen and label it Star Wars and people go watch it. Seriously. Well, that's more or less what they did with this movie. I mean, what? I didn't say anything. You kind of gave your opinion of it already, but what about out of 10, Fro? You you haven't done that yet. Well, I, I need to go a little into it. I went to this, into this thinking, uh... Okay, another Star Wars movie. Uh, this felt uh, so extremely trite, and it felt uh, so kind of it. Uh, I I wouldn't call it boring. It's too it's too pia pia pew pew pee pew pee action to, right yes to call it boring, but it it felt it felt like I I kind of wanted to to see things I've seen in uh, in the other movies. Uh, and I feel so sorry for Ron Howard. He was the one that directed this. Because it's clearly like nobody that somebody has been there before and done a lot of stuff and he's kind of given I, I followed the drama behind this movie and it's clearly like it feels like a lot of directors have had their hand in this and nobody really had one hand on it because it feels kind of, it feels fractural where, where, oh, that part is good. That part is shit. Oh, that good uh, part is good. Oh, that part is shit. Sure. It's like, it, it, it gets mixed to into this like movie together. Uh, I give this a six out of 10. Uh, but saying that, oh, I, I don't go and see it. Like rent, rent it. I, I totally agree. Like if you're a Star Wars fan and you want you want that story to be told, I guess maybe. But if you're like me, that doesn't really care about Star Wars, just wait for it. To come on Netflix. Sure. I mean, there's one thing yeah. to say about Star Wars in the big screen is the uh, the action scenes that always look better on the big screen just because it's like the space yeah. battles. I mean, the big screen space battle is kind of what Star Wars is built off of. But you know what I mean? So here, here, Here's the thing. Like, I saw this in 3D, right? Okay. And I, I felt like it was plastered on. It, it, like the the some of the action scenes was like plastered on instead of trying to tell a good story like I feel like they did with Rogue One. Okay. Huh. All right. Mm. I'll have anyway. to see these last two uh, at some point. I I don't know if I care enough right now to to be honest, but maybe at some point someday I'll get to them. But what about Feral? F- 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 Feral. That's Feral. a movie that's coming out. Feral. Feral. Right. Feral. 
from 2017. This has got an IMD rating of uh, 4.1. Woohoo! Uh, out of 10, uh, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Uh, it came out, I guess it was in, uh, it came out, actually came out in theaters th- this last weekend, but it was re- originally released in uh, 2017, I'm guessing probably in, um, I'm trying to find it, uh, I can't, it must have gone into the film circuit, uh, film show yeah. circuit or so, uh, before it, before it actually got released, because the release date it says is this last weekend, but, um, Says a wild animal attacked sick grad students on a weekend hike in the woods. Hence the feral movie, movie title. Renee Olsted, Olivia Lusardi, Lusardi? Uh, and Scout T- Taylor Compton are actors. I have never heard about any of this. Me before. neither. Actually, I think I've heard of Renee Olsted. But uh, director Mark Young. Nope. Uh, it looks like a generic horror movie, B B horror movie to me. So no, I'm probably not super interested. What else is coming out, or what else four, just came four, out? Forty one on Metacritic. Uh, that doesn't sound good. How to talk to girl at parties? This looks like a movie for us. All right. Let's see. Uh, a science Nicole Kidman. Movie. Yeah. L. Fanning and Ruth Wilson. So actually yeah. some actual n- name actors. Uh, director John Cameron Mitchell. It says, Young N and his best friend stumble upon a bizarre gathering of teenagers who are from another planet, visiting Earth to complete a mysterious rite of passage. Uh, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. So, as, as I ask every week, if you had to pick a wee, uh, movie, what would it be? Of Solo, How to Talk to Girls, and Feral. I think How to Talk to Girls at Parties maybe looks like the most interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would pick that. <laughs> I've seen Solo. I've seen Solo, so... Right. <laughs> I'm just not that interested in seeing another Star Wars movie right now, so I... This one uh, about aliens coming down. I mean, it's probably terrible. Uh, yeah, just looking I'm at probably. like some of the images and stuff, and like the graph, uh, the poster for it looks yeah. really bad. But but it seems a little funny, at least. Right, exactly. And it has an interesting concept. So that's why I would be more interested in that one. But this is another one of those weeks. Like I said last week, when a movie like this comes out. Uh, the movie production studios aren't going to put out any other of their good movies because they know they'll just get destroyed at the box office. So that's why these are the only ones to come out this week. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug? I think I'm good this week. Yeah. Check out, uh, check out, uh, another digital citizen on, on, uh, Facebook and, uh, go to, our uh, uh, page on iTunes and give us a good score. Yep, and share the podcast on whatever social media you're using, from SoundCloud or wherever you obtain another digital system. Yeah, 
Sharing is scaring. No. No. Uh, well, it might be. What? It could be. It, maybe it's scary. It could be scary for certain people. Ah. Uh, woo! Woo! Yeah. And you can also check out that wrestling show where me and Bill talk a lot about wrestling, rumors, and things we hear from this week. We talked a long time last week about uh, SmackDown being on Fox, for example. Right, that whole story is pretty interesting at this point. It is. Yep. Uh, next week... We will talk news of the week. We will talk of worst uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner ever. We will have another digital uh, review of Adrift. Adrift. That sounds like a car movie. It does sound, or or like uh, being lost <laughs> at sea, like a, a yeah, Adrift. A, yeah, a boat wreck movie, shipwreck movie. Sorry. Can't think yeah. right now. It says drama thriller, so I'm not really sure. Ooh. We'll see you next week. We will see you next week. From uh, United States of America and from Norway, this has been another digital ep- episode <laughs> of another digital citizen. Episode 138. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen. 